Blog Talk Radio. everyone. It's December 13th, 2021. Do you know where your country went? This will be our last show with John Macron for the year. Now, John will be back in January along with everybody else, but we're wrapping everything up this week and um, taking a break, and we will be back in January. But John wanted to follow up on his court case and how that's going, and we, we've only got an hour here, so if you have any questions or comments, you be sure and get them over to me either on Facebook or message me on the phone, however you want to do it, and um, we'll see if we can't get your question answered by John. I'm not going to talk a whole lot this evening, which may be a relief to a lot of you. With that, John, good evening, and take it away. John's not talking. John, hello, hello, hello. Are you on mute? <laughs> Did you mute up? Oh, he's going to call back in. See, you're stuck with me. You see how that works? Oh, goodness. Sometimes it's just difficult to be us. And every time John's going to be on the show, we have all sorts of problems. And I just don't know why. Um, we've had our show cut off. Let's see if we got him now. John? Hey, do you hear me? Yeah, I can hear can you, you now. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Good. I don't know what's going on. No, I wasn't on mute. I just don't know what happened. Okay, anyway. All right. What I wanted to do is continue on with the uh, paperwork that I've done to kind of give people a perspective about how we're supposed to have an actual court case versus what we have. You know, I like to refer to it as a maritime admiralty constructor contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo court simply because there is no truth in these actions. You know, they do not want to, quote, unquote, understand paperwork, you know, because, again, when you're making an effort to bring actual facts into a court case, they don't want facts. Remember, this is an administrative tribunal. An administrative tribunal. They are not in the mood. They are there for one thing only, to generate bonds. And that was one thing that I entertained myself with this uh, couple months ago, was when they uh, kept asking people two questions. You know, they wanted to know the year of birth, and they wanted to know the last four of the Social Security number. And only after the uh, individual would give up those two things, then they get the spiel about you have the right to remain silent. Now, me, I had a good time with it by throwing it directly in the clerk's face by reminding him that in order to create the joinder and to create bonds, he needed to have those two things, and I refused to give it. So, again, I didn't make myself any friends that day, but I'm here to tell you, folks, we have to get a point where we're standing up to criminality because, honestly, we're there now, folks. 
We have gotten to a point in our society where it's very acceptable to commit crimes under the color of law while at the same time telling the rest of the world, oh, we are moral and upstanding people. You can tell, right? I am sick and tired of the corruption. I can go into a kangaroo court, sit down, and listen to the contract and going back and forth because, again, I speak the language. This language is, of course, legalese. And in the process of hearing what they're doing, it angers me, and it angers me a lot because the victim doesn't realize what's really going on. Now, it's like I keep reminding everybody, folks, all these people are doing is called contract offers. That's all they're doing. If you don't like the terms of the contract, well, guess what? Change the terms of the contract. Give them a different option. But on that same note, realize that they don't particularly like it when somebody actually recognizes what's going on. Remember, folks, this is all about the trust. All of this is about the trust. And again, he didn't like it when I brought that up because you have three parts in a trust. You have the trustee. That's supposed to be the black robe. You have the beneficiary. That's supposed to be you. And you have the executor. And that is, of course, supposed to be the prosecutor. Now, having said all that, you can have two of those three positions, beneficiary and trustee or beneficiary and executor, um, but you cannot hold all three. Remember, this is about the trust. This is all about U.S. Inc.'s trust. It's all about the creation of bonds, the bid, the performance, and the payment bonds. Because, again, all they're doing with these things is turning around and selling them, highly profitable to them, and they don't tell you what's going on. When you're at a position that you're questioning known liars who commit felonies on a given day, more than you can possibly fathom, it angers me. It angers me to no end because what I see is blatant corruption Everywhere I look, and you can take a look around at your society now and see just how badly it has gotten. We now accept criminality as normal. We now accept the fact that you don't have rights and you have people ordering you to do things. You don't have the option of saying no, because if you say no, well, that puts you in quote-unquote disrepair. That's saying that you are not willing to stand up and uh, serve, pay the debt that is owed. Tell you, there is no debt. All crimes are commercial. Molly and I have talked about this all the time. 27 CFR 72.1. All crimes are commercial. Look it up, folks. It doesn't matter. It's not about punishing someone who actually committed crimes and actually committed harms. It's all about the bonds. It's all about the system. And we've talked about the fact that in 1938, we had the change in the system that we had when it comes to the courts. The Erie Railroad decision changed how we viewed court cases. Because if you look at the original quote-unquote constitution, you saw several different courts several. We're supposed to have an Article Three court. That's where evidence is brought in, filed under the pains and penalties of perjury. And again, this is why I do what I do. 
But when they're sitting there looking at it, they don't understand that because, again, you're not in a courtroom where justice is served. You are there on a foreign pirate ship in dry dock. That's the facts, folks. An attorney is an international shipping clerk. They are not a lawyer. They're there for one purpose and one purpose only, to generate revenue for the corporations. You're under threat, you're under duress, and you are busy suffering as they sit here and make contract with you, which is an unconscionable contract. We have to realize that this entire system is failing. Another reason that I do what I do and explain and show people in my paperwork, because one day, I firmly believe this, one day, this totalitarian ship that we're living on is going to crumble completely. You can't have total dictatorship. You can't have total corruption without eventual, eventual failure. It is a house of cards. But you're going to have people saying, okay, well, what do we do now? Marty and I have explained this. Law is simple. It is not complicated. It's three tiny little words, eight little letters, do no harm. Anything outside of those three little words, eight little letters, is done for the benefit of one party over another. You've been press gang to serve these corporations. Anyway, we're going to go back to the uh, article now. This is about where we left off. Truth is a defense to defamation to include slander, that which is spoken and libel, that which is written or published. The claimant calls for the creation of a full grand jury of 25 members and 15 alternates. A petite grand jury is not acceptable. The claimant will present evidence that he has acquired to expose the blatant criminal conspiracy. The theft of the claimant's unalienable rights are a theft of his real and personal property. Any failure to protect the claimant's unalienable rights is considered to be a trespass by the claimant. The claimant has researched the fraud extensively and has accumulated massive amounts of evidence to prosecute the perpetrators for a multitude of crimes against humanity. Evidence to be introduced by the claimant include documents filed by agents of the corporations, books, videos, congressional records, and other public records and documents, banking documents, video and audio interviews, and so much more. The claimant has assembled a team of experts in the common law, criminal justice, banking and banking fraud, contract fraud, tax fraud, slavery, Latin and all other foreign languages, patents, trademarks, and copyrights, birth certificates, title fraud, conspiracies, and more. These men and women are prepared to testify under the pains and penalties of perjury to these matters on the public record and in most cases have already done so. These, <clears throat> these felonious war crimes need to be exposed to the general population. They are to be viewable by direct streaming to the Internet so that the public can see the true nature of this controversy. This problem is prevalent in every county and community across America and has stolen so much from the people of this country. The court of public opinion is relevant if we are to prevent a total collapse of our society into a dystopian hell. There are no statutes of limitations in the common law court of records. 
This criminal racketeering conspiracy that began this controversy required decades of study and research by the claimant to fully grasp the depths and depravity of this criminal enterprise. The claimant needed time to research and network in order to be competent enough to fully expose these war crimes in a moral and lawful manner. The claimant fully intends to prosecute this, so all parties are now put on notice. To deny the claimant the creation of a grand jury would be considered by the claimant to be a cover-up of the criminal nature of the system and thus an endorsement of these war crimes. These are the facts of the case. The claimant made a left turn at the corner of 41A and State Line Road. The red light was irrelevant as there was no risk to any party as no one was near me either on 41A or on State Line Road waiting to turn onto 41A. The claimant does not let inanimate objects tell him what to do as he is capable of choosing what is and is not safe to do and there is no harm party. Be aware that I've been turning left at that stoplight now for 20 years. An Oak Grove Police Department officer with the name Locklear and his shirt was directly behind me with his lights on. There was no emergency, and I pulled off into a parking lot near the apartment building on State Line Road. He followed me into the parking lot and demanded my quote-unquote driver's license, insurance, and registration for the personal conveyance the claimant was in. The claimant assumed this was just more harassment by a paid privateer in the business of revenue enhancement for his employer, yet the claimant provided the driver's license upon request but was unable at the time to locate other items that was not the claimant's property he was traveling in. That information is now provided showing the insurance was active for the property owner on the 25th of October, 2021. All right. The claimant is fully aware that the insurance companies are extensions of the banks and use the United States Trust to pay out claims rather than from their revenue streams evidenced by demands for a social security number. The privateer returns to tell the claimant that the quote-unquote driver's license has been suspended to the claimant's surprise. When the claimant asked why, the reply was failure to pay, quote-unquote failure to comply with insurance. I guess that's what it is. What was explained to me? The claimant has his interaction on his phone, as does the privateer on his body camera, according to the document provided by the claimant. The conversation continues. The claimant, for what reason? Officer Locklear, you couldn't provide insurance and your license was suspended. I'm not going to give you a citation for running the red light. That was an honest mistake. I pulled you over just to make you aware of it. Had you a good license and insurance, I would have been on my way, but since you don't have it, give you a citation. You have until November the 4th, 2021 at 9 to get to taken care of, okay? The claimant, by taking care of, what does that mean? Officer Locklear, contact the courthouse. Contact the Christian County Courthouse. They'll tell you what you need to do. You may have to appear before the court. The claimant, and uh, so what you're telling me is a contract offers what you are saying. Officer Locklear, I'm not saying it is a contract. It is a citation between you and the state. The claimant, yeah, well, I can't have the state cross-examine. I can only cross-examine you. Officer Locklear, here you go. Hands the claimant the document submitted as evidence for his complaints. Be careful. Now I'm going to say this. For future reverence, I'm not going to take you to jail, okay? I'm not going to do that. I understand you live on Arvin Drive, I think it is. Some officers may try to arrest you. I'm, I'm going to tell you to be careful and handle your business and get it taken care of, okay? All right? State of Kentucky is an arrestable offense. You get it taken care of and get your license reinstated. Take care and everything you need to handle, all right? All right. 
have a better day. Aside from the blatant fraud on the document provided by the acting privateer for the state of Kentucky, Officer Locklear, which will be addressed shortly, the claimant asks how it is not coercion, threat and duress for compelled performance based on the above interaction. The document given to the claimant is marked Commonwealth of Kentucky, uniform citation, and has multiple blocks filled in. The definition for uniform is as common across many jurisdictions. According to Black's Law Dictionary, a citation is a writ issued out of a court of a competent jurisdiction, commanding a person therein named to appear on a day named and do something therein mentioned or show cause why he should not. This is more coercion under threat and duress, with no harm party to show a lawful trespass or harm. This is for the sole purpose of revenue enhancement. The document does not include a state of Kentucky seal, nor does it have a signature of the man acting as privateer, Officer Locklear. There is only a computer-generated Locklear J in that spot. This makes this an unconscionable contract void from the beginning of the complaint. Note corporations can only make complaints. Men and women can make lawful claims. Now, with regards to the complaints, there are two charges. Charge one, failure of owner to maintain required insurance, section first offense. According to the document provided, this is a violation of code 00480. The statute or ordinance number provided is 304.39-080. The claimant is not subject to the state of Kentucky as he is not an employee of nor a slave to said corporation. Additionally, the claimant was not an owner of the private conveyance, which makes the charge false on its face. Having said that, the claimant also reminds people what the statute or ordinance says. This was taken directly from the state of Kentucky's own website for the legislature. 304.39-080, security covering motor vehicle. Security covering the vehicle is the insurance or other security so provided. The vehicle for which the security is so provided is the secured vehicle, quote-unquote. Basic reparation insurance includes a contract, self-insurance, keyword people, or other legal means under which the obligation to pay basic reparation. In other words, folks, you can also self-insure. But again, that's not relevant here because it's about control. Pay special attention to the self-insurance part of that statute. The people have always been and continue to be the surety and the security for both the currency and the debts due to unlawful enslavement and press ganging by corporations. As previously noted, there is no such thing as money as that was stolen by the people decades ago. Should a party have been harmed due to the action or negligence of the claimant, a lawful debt would be established by the harmed party. There is no harm party and thus no debt owed and thus no crime. Also, as a reminder, all crimes are commercial. This can be verified by going to 27 CFR 72.11. In other words, they are all about revenue and not justice. Charge 2, driving on DUI suspended license, first offense. According to the document provided, this is a violation code of 02628. The statute or ordinance number provided is 189A.0902A. Again, we take this directly from the state of Kentucky website. 189A.090, operating motor vehicle while license is suspended for driving under the influence prohibited. Operating motor vehicle without ignition, interlock license or hardship license prohibited. Penalties. 
No person shall operate or be in physical control of a motor vehicle or motorcycle while his or her license is suspended under this chapter unless the person has a valid, quote, a ignition interlock license in the person's possession and one the motor vehicle or motorcycle is equipped with a functioning ignition interlock device or two the person is operating or in physical control of an employer's motor vehicle or motorcycle in accordance with krs 189a.340 six or b hardship license in the person's possession two in addition to the period of license suspension imposed by krs 189A.070, any person who violates subsection 1 of this section shall, 1, for a first offense with a 10-year period, be guilty of a Class B misdemeanor and have his or her license suspended by the Transportation Cabinet for six months. Unless at the time of the offense, the person was also operating in a physical control of a motor vehicle in violation of KRS 189A.101, in which the event the person shall be guilty of a Class A misdemeanor and have his or her license suspended by the Transportation Cabinet for a period of one year. The evidence now provided shows not only willful misconduct of a malicious manner against the claimant, it also includes the trespass of libel. This is evidenced by the officer, Jay Locklear's own admission in the video where the interaction has been placed into evidence on this document. The claimant has never been charged, much less convicted, of driving under the influence. Yet this libel placed on the public record has negative connotations and stigma against the claimant. Potential future employers and friends and others may see the claimant guilty of an act never committed. Additionally, the term driving is commercial in nature and implies being paid for the delivery of people, packages, or other items for profit. The officer will be unable to prove that the claimant was being paid to travel upon cross-examination by the claimant who was exercising this unalienable right to do so. There was no commerce involved. A driver's license is simply extortion and a privilege given to slaves to do something that would otherwise be illegal but not unlawful. The claimant was forced to get one of these documents due to threat and dress and coercion and would not have done so if it was not required to keep him from being unlawfully abducted and thrown in a cage for the profit of others and their unjust enrichment. The claimant has grown weary of the blatant fraud he has seen and been the victim of. This matter is to be settled and discharged with extreme prejudice against the actor, Officer Locklear, who created this controversy against the claimant. Additionally, a grand jury needs to be assembled so that these other issues may be addressed as previously stated. A failure to do so makes the guilty parties accessories after the fact to high crimes and misdemeanors. Fraudulent contracting is a crime as are unlawful abductions and other actions frequently taken by men and women with costumes, badges, and guns acting in the public as privateers. A badge is a symbol for a letter of mark and reprisal. The guns they carry out for intimidation as much as for self-defense by these privateers. The coercion into unlawful contracting done by these privateers creates threat and duress to the general public, and this is not acceptable to the claimant. This is a blatant declaration of war by these privateers against mostly peaceful people, exercising their unalienable rights, which are violated daily in every community across America. Remember, we've talked about all this, folks. Under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Trading with the Enemy Act. That was originally from 1917. He changed it in the 1930s when he became president. He changed it making you and me the enemies of the corporation. 
While the Commonwealth of Kentucky is not party to the state of Tennessee Constitution, the claimant will still remind all parties of these basic issues, which are applicable to all governments, supposedly created for the benefit of those people. And corporations and governments are subject to the people's absolute authority over them. The below paragraph is from the Tennessee Constitution. Declaration of Rights, Section 1, that all power is inherent in the people. And all free governments are founded in their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness, for the advancement of those ends they have at all times an unalienable and indefeasible right to alter, reform, or abolish the government in such matters they may think proper. Section 2, that government being instituted for the common benefit, the doctrine of non-resistance against arbitrary power and oppression is absurd slavish and destructive of the good and happiness of mankind. The facts presented here are true to the best of claimants' knowledge and belief and are based on all available evidence, due diligence, years of exhaustive research, extensive peer review, available public records, and the natural law concept of do no harm. Men and women have unalienable rights to property not owned by other men and women, and the right to be left alone to enjoy these natural and unalienable rights. Corporations and their agents only have duties and responsibilities as trustees for the people, and their agents regularly abuse this position. The claimant expects them is entitled to remedy, cure, and relief. These facts are followed by the man known as John acting as the claimant under the pains and penalties of perjury. May peace and justice prevail against slavery, tyranny, corruption, and oppression. A refusal to answer all of the above claims constitutes silent assent to the truthfulness of these facts. Ladies and gentlemen, all I can tell you is uh, you took one look at that paperwork and let me know in no uncertain terms. I don't understand your paperwork. Remember, folks, I do not understand. There's a word, understand. It means stand under. It does not mean do you comprehend. He knew very well what the document said. He knew very well I was correct. But the problem is, folks, if you're expecting justice in a maritime admiralty constructive contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo court, it's hard to find it. Very hard. Our society has to reach a point where we're tired of it, and we haven't reached that point yet. You look around you at the society that you're living in, the corruption, the death, the destruction, the threat and the duress, the injections that they're busy doing now, mandating. Folks, they know very well what they're doing. They know very well what they're doing. And while they're busy doing all these crimes, all for profit, of course, and to make sure that they're eliminating some of the beneficiaries, Their goal is a complete takeover of the world. For the first time in history, for the first time in history, the whole world is available to the criminal class. See, usually it took armies to move into countries and bankers and all the games that are being played. But we're at a point now where the bankers do control every country. And these countries are controlled not only with the quote-unquote money, which isn't money. Federal Reserve notes are negotiable debt instruments, folks, and not money. 
but they're also using the power of the gun and the bomb and other weapons. Now, there are those of us that are convinced that this incident we had yesterday, with this tornado that ripped through a large part of our country, wasn't, quote-unquote, nature. Folks, they have technology, and they've had technology for decades to control the weather. So the only reason to permit something like that to happen is because they want it to happen. Remember, this is about keeping people in a perpetual state of fear. They want people to be terrified. The original definition for terrorism was government, folks. Government is the criminal cabal. We've said taxation is theft. We've talked about all that. But folks, you've been enslaved under the color of law. You've been press ganged to serve these corporations. They've given you hidden contracts that they don't tell you what the meanings of them are. And these hidden contracts sit there and absolutely control every aspect of your life. Because again, like I said, these maritime admiralty constructor contract and racketeering fraud kangaroo courts are not justice centers. Not even close. You are being administrated. Call the people at, uh, up there in Washington, the D.C., the administration. It's obvious, folks. We've explained how the United States is a corporation. We've explained in great detail how the corporation has gone bankrupt multiple times. And folks, if you're not aware of it, it just went broke again. We have a global economic reset taking place now because this is an agenda. This was a long-term plan. All we have to do is point to the cover of The Economist magazine back in 1988. All the currencies of the world burning. Firebird rising out of the ashes. Around its neck, a gold medal. Year 2018 on it. And the symbol, if you know Gematria, for the number 21. They don't hide anything. Molly and I have covered this for years now. We've talked about what the agenda is behind this hoax. We've talked about the fact that these variants, they haven't even identified the original one, much less a variant. Okay. This is beyond ridiculous. And now they're blaming it all on all these variants. No. It's those injections that are killing people. And they know it. There's a Freedom of Information Act that came out. And it had the information from one of these companies talking about how it was devastating people after getting shots. And this is before the latest version for the kids version came out. They said there was some young people that got injected. 71% of those injected with the adult version had a severe reaction. Folks, they are targeting all of us. They are targeting the elderly. They are targeting the young adults. 
and they are targeting you young people. And even if somehow they survive all of this, it's going to have a huge, huge impact in the future about who will and will not bear young people. This is an agenda, folks. They've told you that agenda. Taking us down from billions of people down to 500 million. They've not hidden anything. They've been very open, very honest about it. And they're out there just laughing at you saying, do your worst to expose us. We don't care because most people are still asleep. Most people are still asleep. And it doesn't matter for those of us that have been following this conspiracy for decades. We tell our friends what we know, and they still don't believe us. And we accept that. It makes a world of difference, though, for those that do have something to listen to. Folks, you're not going to convince everybody what the criminal class is doing. On the contrary, you're going to find out that uh, a very high percentage of people will not ever wake up. And you must come to a point where you accept that truth. I know you don't want to. I know you hate it in every sense of the word. But you have to. Just for your own sanity. We're here trying to change a society. To keep it around. To keep it from collapsing completely. I've committed years to this fight sacrifices that my family has made it really is sad I'm here to tell you folks the world that we have should not be like this we've grown up in a world that has been beneficial to us I didn't know I was a slave for all those years but I'm here to tell you at least I had some semblance of freedom but you look at how it's affecting young people now. Psychological warfare operations, folks, and it's damaging people's psyche. Young people have been put in a position of fear. They've been masked so that they end up getting damaged. They're not breathing enough oxygen. Their teeth are rotting out because of the mask that they're having to wear. This is abuse, ladies and gentlemen. It is abuse at such a level that if you or I were to do it to somebody that was our significant other or a family member, we would be going to jail for a lifetime and that we would deserve it. But we accept that it's okay for governments to do this. We accept that people with no authority over our lives can tell us what to do. I'm here to tell you, folks, I don't accept it. I stand against the tyranny, as Marty does. Our hope and our dreams is to bring peace back to the society we're living in. The damage has already been extensive. You will not change all the damage that's already been done. All we can do is try to control how much more the damage continues. But you folks need to be aware of something also. You think the injection is the only way they can get that into you? No. 
They're talking about putting it in food. They're talking about putting it on a patch. They're doing all kinds of crazy things, folks. Because remember, this is about the rise in technocracy, where technology will control your ass, everything that you do. 5G is a weapons platform. It is not just about quicker download speeds and upload speeds. It is a weapons-grade platform. And we saw evidence of how it was used. You want to change the world, see the problems, and stop consenting to them. Marty? Yes. I... Uh, you talked about the weather. There was a document, which I wrote about this some years back, called um, Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. It was put out by the Air Force, and it was about these weather uh, change programs, how they could alter the weather. And They talked about how they could cause severe drought, floods, famine, uh, severe snowstorms, or freeze people to death or scorch them to death but how it could be used for population control and reduction. And they testified to this in front of the Senate, uh, what all this program would do. And they were in a big hurry because they said Russia was ahead of us on that program. We got heart sitting up there in Gokana, Alaska. It's a 32-acre um, antenna field that they use to point in various directions and they use trajectory just like they do for missiles and things else. And they fired it up into the ionosphere. It can be slingshotted back down wherever they want it to go. The last time they did it really big was that earthquake in China. And people in China were using their cell phones in the afternoon to document what looked like the aurora borealis in their sky. And you could tell they were scared. That earthquake quit hit. It was a, a eight on the scale. China quickly deduced that it was HARP and they were going to come after us. And France interceded on our behalf. And we have been paying reparations to China ever since then. This is one of the reasons why when things fire up between them, we quickly back down, no matter who's president or who you think is sent by God to save the country. And... So, I mean, all of this stuff's been in play, 5G. At 2G, it was more speed and power than you could possibly use. 5G is a military weapon. It is tied directly to that smart meter they installed on your house. And bragging in front of the Senate, they can target your home, your neighborhood, your city, or the whole state, whatever they decide to do, and fire away. Um we saw the effects of this, uh, these pulse weapons out, I believe, what was it, in, in California, Palisades, where they used a directed energy weapon. They claimed it was a forest fire. The problem was the forest withstood the fire. But in the neighborhoods, houses were burned into their foundation. But the grass was green and the trees still had leaves on them. And cars were twisted up twisted pieces of metal, sometimes with people in them. This was no forest fire. PG&E out there had to admit they had tested out a pulse weapon and it got away from them. And they were having to pay fines for that. Yeah, I bet that scared them. 
But they're doing this stuff all over. Um, these tornadoes that ripped across. I'm sorry, I lived up in the north in those plains most of my life. Most of my life. And tornadoes do not spring, especially 20 of them, out of nowhere and rip across. Some of them staying on the ground, one in Kentucky, for 200 miles. This does not happen naturally. It does not. Nobody can, I don't care what kind of false evidence they drag up. This does not happen. A tornado will burn itself out in a very short distance, relatively speaking. Um, it won't travel 200 miles before it dissipates. There ain't that much energy in the atmosphere. There is so much happening in front of us, John. So much. And these people that cling to this, all of this mess going on and, and, and calling people like you, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Oh, you've been on the net. The net is the only place you're going to find any truth um, in a startling revelation from Fox News, of all places, uh, which is a whole of crap. But anyway, they came out and admitted that this whole narrative on COVID is falling apart. It is absolutely falling apart, and people are screaming for Fauci's head. There's a lot of heads that ought to roll behind this. But we are being disassembled. We are being taken apart. Uh, all of this stuff with the money and the digital you know, currency, they're even trying to put out debit cards for kids to manage their, lo their allowances with. I, this is so insane, but this should tell you what this vaccine that isn't a vaccine is really all about on one aspect of it. And that is making sure these kids are well-trained. That's why they want them vaccinated, that they're part of the system, and they want them having debit cards so when they grow up, they won't be going, well, I don't need cash. I got my debit card. Um, stores that you go into. I routinely make a point of paying cash, and I have been asked repeatedly, don't you have a card? To which my standard response is, it's none of your business what I've got. Either take my money or don't. Well, we'd rather you had a card. I would, don't care what you'd rather unless you're intending to pay for this stuff. Pay for it. We can do it your way. Get your card out. As far as people who have gotten this vaccine... They're trying hard to hide the fact that the hospitals may be filled with patients, but the majority of them have been vaccinated. And they call it breakthrough cases. Mm -hmm. Many of them have been vaccinated two and three times. That's who's in the hospital, a very few number of unvaccinated people. And everything is being done to demonize those of us who said, wait a minute, you're not shooting me with that crap. We don't even know what it is. This stuff is causing heart disease, inflaming the heart, blood clots, aneurysms, strokes, sudden death. Gee, give me a shot full of that. And all of this is landing on top of just what John's talking about, a judicial system that is anything but a judicial system. The law means nothing in this country, nothing, because it can be altered and jimmied around at the whim of that person with that black robe on. 
And even when they catch them breaking the law, they get a free pass. So what kind of justice system do you think you have? John, you said that that judge said he didn't understand your paperwork. How did all of that come out? <laughs> well, long story short, he uh, <clears throat> took about about oh, five or six minutes looking at it, you know, because I told him the first time I faced off with him, I was not an attorney. I was a lawyer. And, of course, they really hate that. Remember, folks, a uh, lawyer is a maker of the law. An attorney is an international shipping clerk. And, of course, they had all kinds of questions like that. And I like to remind people, don't answer these people's questions. I like to throw things in their faces. Okay. And it's okay that he didn't understand, but he fully comprehended what was there. See, Again, if you're expecting justice from a black robe, it's dangerous. It really is. And the sad truth, Marty, this is what really bothers me. This man was just a couple years younger than I am. Um, I know for a fact he's got a couple kids because that came out in somebody else's court case. And uh, there was a, I remember listening to a couple of the girls over there on the, side that were doing the paperwork and doing the bonds and stuff like that and writing it all down and all that kind of stuff. And they were talking about their young people too before the court started. Bothers me that they don't realize that they're enslaving their own families too. They're willfully enslaving and destroying their own families right alongside of us. And you cannot convince people of that. Okay. Now, I haven't sent this paperwork to the privateer. I will. He's not showed up to any of the court cases, which is, again, very important, folks. When they don't show up to the court cases, well, guess what? It means they already voided. And it's like I said, folks, there was no signature. There was only an automatic stamp on there. Why is that? Because it's not a lawful document. There was no state of Kentucky paperwork there. It didn't have a state seal. Why? I remind everybody again and again and again, these are private tribunals. Private tribunals. These are not public. When I sit there and say, look at the Black Robe's name, and then go look on Dun & Bradstreet's website, you will find out the actor is also a corporation that trades on Wall Street. And what they don't want you to know is that every single court case that Blackwell participates in, he gets just a small amount of that into their retirement account. Now, I'm here to tell you that's very profitable. This is why they want to be the Black Robe. I'm still looking, and I'm not going to lie to you, Marty. I've actually been looking for a black robe with integrity, and I've not found one. I think certainly there's somebody out there. There's somebody out there that wants to stand up on behalf of the people. There's got to be. But there's not. It's so easy to be party to the corruption. It's so profitable. It is so, quote, unquote, wonderful. And I've heard that in some instances that if they, quote-unquote, a black robe goes off the reservation, 
that the deep state takes them out. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. it. Because, again, when you're talking about an entire system, how it was built, and again, Marty, you and I have talked about how this entire system was built from the ground up, show after show after show after show. We have gone to great lengths to explain it. I don't know of anybody that put all the pieces together other than me. Now, that's not saying that other people didn't have a part in my journey because I can't tell you how many hundreds of people gave me a little tidbit here and a little tidbit there, and it made all the difference in the world. But to be able to sit there and put everything on a timeline, to be able to sit there and say, okay, our problem actually started way back in 1666. It accelerated after the uh, quote-unquote Revolutionary War. The all on to with the War of Northern Aggression. All of it. All of it. When you see the pieces of the puzzle put together, it is a perfect timeline. It is a perfect timeline. And you can see how all of these things interact where there's an agenda behind it. Folks, the agenda is at its point of completion. See, this conspiracy isn't a few years old. This conspiracy goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands. We have a problem. The only way to survive this problem is to finally realize what the problem is. And again, this is what I tell people. Figure out how you can stop being party to this system. This is why I tell you, stay away from their fiat currency. Get rid of it. Make sure you have tangible things that matter to you, tools, knowledge, skills, abilities. And when you have all of those things and you have some food and you have all the other things that you need to survive for a while, then you sit there and turn around and buy a few precious metals. Gold and silver have been money for an eternity. Silver longer than gold. And again, I've explained all of this. The latest numbers I heard is there's eight ounces of silver for every one ounce of gold in the ground to one. It was originally 15 to one back in the day. That's why it was in the Constitution as 15 to one. Well, there's a problem there. If it's now eight to one, and if these miners are spending a fortune to pull these silver out of the ground... And remember, folks, only a small part of silver production is primary. Almost all silver production is a secondary thing through gold or copper or something like that is being mined. But silver at the paper price of $22.50 and gold at the price of around $1,750, remember, folks, it's a manipulated market. It is so badly manipulated. And I've been following that conspiracy, again, my entire life. I've seen them take gold and silver and destroy them, only to turn around and make money at them and turn right around and destroy them again. But it's tangible. Those things are real. And I remind people, it is a form of holding Portable earth, 
it is something where you exchange your life force energy into something real and tangible. And you can go out there and you can buy a mercury dime for $2.50. Folks, I want you to think about this. In days of old, that was a day's wages for a soldier in Roman times. It's still too cheap. And I call it this way. These are an insurance policy that you get to hold in your hand. And if you want to take a bigger look at it, look at the price of these new silver dollars that the mints are producing. Ridiculously overpriced, quote unquote, to the price of silver. And why is that? Because, again, they're having problems getting silver. We don't produce enough silver, and we have been eating up the silver that has been already mined. They've been melting silverware, melting hollowware, melting jewelry, melting all of these things over these years. And, folks, if you don't realize just how important silver is as a metal, it is far more than a monetary metal. It trounces gold. Do some research into the power of silver. All the things that silver does. Oh, it is so many things. Aside from the obvious of electrical transfer, it's used to help people to heal. There are other things that they're doing. They're finding new uses of silver every single day. And it's so cheap. And trust me, when this thing crashes, and it's crashing now, folks, they are destroying the dollar for a reason. This is why they can produce trillions of dollars, and it's having its effect. If you're not paying paying attention, go into the store and see what the price of food is now. You look around and you see just how much they've destroyed and the purchasing power of the dollar. And yet silver is at $22.50, less than half of what it's been twice in my lifetime. It went to 50 at one point in my life in 1980. And then it went to 50 again back, I think, around 2008. And yet it's at 22.50. J.P. Morgan Chase has been manipulating the price of gold and silver, but silver especially. Realize this. You do not want to own anything other than physical metal. And I'm here to tell you, folks, you better not be putting it in a quote-unquote safety deposit box. All you have to do is do a little search, like I said in my paperwork. Do a search under your favorite search engine, banking safety deposit box theft. And you'll discover again and again and again how these banks, millions of hits, millions of hits, have stolen people's stuff out of their safety deposit boxes. If you can't put your hand on it, you don't own it. But if I if if I put it in the house, somebody might break it and steal it. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, if you leave it in the banks, they're going to steal it too. I'd like to remind you that in 1933, the first action of the criminal banker Franklin Delano Roosevelt was shutting down the banks. And when he reopened, many of those banks were now gone. You think they're not going to do that again? 
Oh, come on, folks. Certainly you're not that naive. Certainly you're not that naive. I'm here to tell you that you're pushing us in a system. They're destroying us. And I know we're almost out of time, but let me give you this quick point. The Besmanov model of regime change. A, demoralization. B, disorientation. C, crisis. D, normalization. You're going through trauma-based mind control, and they're doing every one of those things to you, folks. It's time to realize the criminal class has declared war on you and try to figure out how you're going to survive this war. Marty, back to you. Boy, I'll tell you, um, I don't know where we go from here. I don't know if we've got anywhere to go. But um, I'm going to say this again to those of you who willingly got that shot. Please be respectful instead of virtue signaling, I got the COVID vaccine. Uh, Keep your distance from people. You're shedding whatever they infected you with. And personally, I don't want it. Um, Be respectful. Uh, You should self-isolate for at least two weeks. Quarantine yourself because you are shedding whatever they infected you with, which can affect other people. And as I said again, with the virus, most of the people in the hospital have been fully vaccinated. If you have been vaccinated and die within 14 days, you're counted as unvaccinated. See how that works? Well, anyway, we're falling apart on every front. And John has been trying to sound the alarm along with many other people. And you keep hollering conspiracy theorists and, oh, you know, you crazies and everything else. But you're the same people that will scream bloody murder when the roof caves in on you and say, why didn't you tell me? We've been trying to tell you. And unlike what comes out of the government, we document what we say. We give you the resources. We give you the proof, the backup. Here it is. And yet you'll still hang in there with your captors and claim, oh, you know, this one was sent by God and this one's going to save us from this or that. One thing we have to do is quit electing old men who are entrenched either in politics or business. We have to finally get someone in the White House that cares about this country and about its people. So far, we haven't had any of that. Anyway, we're down to 60 seconds here. John, I want to thank you for coming on tonight, and thank you for explaining your court document. We'll be back in January with more. This week will be the last of our shows till the end of the year. Uh, Friday will be our last one. And then we're taking a break. We need a break. We truly do. And we'll be back, all of us, probably with some new shows and other lineup material. Anyway, uh, thanks to Marcel Reed and the Whistleblowers Group. Um, Thank you for your support. To everybody else, I hope you keep tuning in. Send along your questions, your thoughts, so we know what you're thinking or what you're curious about. It'll help us. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Stay away from those jabs. And we'll talk to you next year. Good night, everyone.